Welcome to the fourth edition of the and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast of the Season. I'm Joe Serrera, J.P. Mundy, who's usually with me, will be back next week. I'm joined this week by Reedsville coach Jimmy Teak to talk about his third-ranked Rams game Friday night at Northwest Guilford. Um, coach Teak, you've already beaten the other three programs in Rockingham County this season. They're all three A's. you got a four A with Northwest this week. Play an excellent 3A team, obviously, next week in Northern Guilford as well as Northeast after that. Why do you play such a challenging non-conference schedule? Well, we always have felt like, you know, you're getting ready for your conference season in a non-conference and you want to play quality opponents. Uh, in Rockingham, we don't have much choice. We, we have to play the folks up here, but mm-hmm. we, we schedule other folks. We want to schedule folks who are traditionally good football programs so that we'll find out where our weaknesses are mm-hmm. as we're getting ready to start conference play because we want to be – we want to put the best 11 out there when conference season gets here. And I think by playing quality opponents – it exposes your weaknesses and gets you ready for those type games. Yeah, I mean, looking looking ahead, obviously, I want to ask you about it, but looking ahead to Northern, I mean, that's going to be one of the games of the year in our area. I mean, two two of the better football teams in the state in different classifications, and the fans, I know, get excited about matchups like that, too, and I'm sure that's that's no exception with Reedsville fans. I love seeing you guys play these teams. Oh, yeah, well, they want to see us play as good, good opponents. And, you know, the other thing about Northwest, Northern, and Northeast is they're all – not far to go, so it'll be right. easy for our fans to get there. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you want to play in front of big crowds, too. I think that also adds excitement to the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, at Northwest, Northern, and Northeast, there'll be good crowds, and it'll be a fun ex- atmosphere for people to come watch and for us to play in as well. Sure, and that prepares kids for postseason play, too, I would think, you know, get in front of that kind of crowd and, and hearing it all. Northwest, last year, pretty decisive win for them, but this is a this is a very different team. New coach, kind of new systems. What do you see when you look at Northwest as you prepare for the game? Well, obviously, yeah, the, the, the first thing you notice is different offense because of their, their spread offense compared to the wing tee we had to get ready for last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess because of that, you know, they've been a little bit probably behind schedule where they think they should be. But I know they moved the ball down the field on Northern last week just didn't get in the end zone as much mm-hmm. as they wanted to. And, and they're obviously getting better in the system. And, It'll be a quality test for us. Uh, last year they did they beat us beat us well, but also I think that loss last year woke us up and it got us going. And again, that's the reason we want to play quality folks. Sure, I understand. Tell us about your team. What you've seen through three games from the Rams. You know, we're pretty much on schedule where we need to be. We're a little bit banged up right now, but you know, again, that's part of football is 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 finding depth and in, in positions and. Uh, we're going to be tested a little bit this week with some of the depth issues, but uh, again, we're on schedule where we need to be. We got to continue to get better if we're going to do the things down the road we want to do. And again, that's what non-conference football games are about—is helping you get get ready for those conference games and hopefully postseason games after that. But uh, we're pleased where we're at, but we know we also got a lot of work to do. You mentioned the conference games ahead. Who who do you? Who are you concerned about, or who you know? Who are you looking forward to playing in your conference? Yeah, we're, we're concerned about them all, obviously. Right, but right, uh, right. it looks like right now, you know, in the early season, Graham and Carver, or, mm-hmm. and even and Cummins with a new coach is still going to be a quality opponent. And you know, the other schools obviously also, but uh, those those are probably the three that are, will be the biggest challenges probably as we get ready for conference play. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about the quarterback at Graham. He's already got a lot of a lot of uh, F. FBS level offers and he's only junior yeah so. he's, he's, he's really a quality player uh, and you know 
that team will be a, a tough, very tough punt when we have to go down there and play them also. So it'll be a, it'll be a big game for us when we get to that point. But it's a long way away right now, it seems like. Yeah, I hear you. And you got to, obviously, it's a cliche, but you do take them one at a time for a reason. you got to keep the kids focused. Yeah. You mentioned depth concerns. You've had some nagging injuries. How's the team dealing with those? Yeah, the good thing is we haven't had any major injuries. We've had a couple guys uh, miss, a, miss a game already for with a concussion. We've got a couple ankle injuries that are mm-hmm. – slowing some folks down and uh but again nothing that's going to keep them out long term which is a good thing but you know in the meantime it's causing us to move some folks around and, and get some guys some experience who maybe wouldn't have if they hadn't been injured which will hopefully also help us down the road as well mm-hmm. how has the team's focus been you, you had a, a game that had to get postponed because of white problems you've had a lot of a lot of distractions a lot of little things have, have the kids handled all that pretty well to this point i think so uh, you know we had, we played a game our first home game was before school started, and then we had the Rockingham game on a Saturday night. And then, you know, the, the Moorhead game when I first got here was always a it was always a big rival game for us. And mm-hmm. and recently it hadn't, but Earl is really doing a good job over there and bringing that program back to where it used to be. And we look forward to playing rivals again. I think that that rivalry is is moving back up, and they show Friday night what kind of team they they have. And hopefully they'll do well in their conference schedule as well. Okay. Thank you for your time uh, talking to us. I'm sure it gives people an idea of what you've got and what to look forward to in uh, Friday night's game. And Best of luck to the Rams and you on Friday night at Northwest Guilford. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next, uh, we're going to break down the games for Friday night. Um, first is uh, number four ranked High Point Central at Grimsley. Uh, High Point Central has been strong offensively, as we thought the Bison would be this season. Uh, quarterback Jamil Mack is getting it done on the ground and through the air, with Central averaging nearly 43 points per game. The question about the Bison is on the other side of the ball, where Grimsley should provide a test. Uh, Worley's quarterback, Malik Stimson, is known for his passing, but he's a great athlete, and he can also run as he did in last Friday's surprising 39-30 win at Andrews. But it's hard to imagine a Worley's defense that's given up nearly 35 points per game uh, doing much to slow Central. That is a very strong high-point Central team. Next, I want to talk a little bit about number nine ranked Ragsdale at Page. Uh, not many people, myself included, would have thought Ragsdale would be two and one after losing quarterback Alec Cobb with a broken collarbone in the Tigers opener. Uh, but Tevin Quick has moved over from wide receiver and filled in admirably while Coach Tommy Norwood's team awaits Cobb's anticipated return. Uh, October 10th is the date they're targeting for that one game with Northwest Guilford. I certainly don't think anyone expected Page to be 0-3 at this point either, but mistakes cost the Pirates dearly in their opener against Davy County game where they trailed 31-0 before battling back and losing 45-40. Page was overmatched in Week 2 against Northern Guilford. Uh, then the Pirates hung tough with Matthew, Matthews Butler, the state's top-ranked 4A team, last Friday night before falling 28-14. Uh, in that game, Pirates quarterback Dominic Britt left early with a shoulder injury. JV quarterback Will Jones came off the bench, provided quite a spark in the third quarter. Uh, will it be Jones or Britt on Friday against Ragsdale? That remains to be seen. Both have uh, skills that can help that team win, but again, cutting down mistakes is the key for Page in that one. Next, we want to talk a little bit about Southwest Guilford and Western Guilford. Uh, Southwest was pretty impressive in a 2-0 start, jumping into our poll at number 10 last week, uh, but Ledford outmuscled the Cowboys last Friday night to win 17-6. Uh, Southwest has struggled throwing the ball 
completing just 38% of its passes. Uh, the good news for the Cowboys is that Western Guilford is coming off a demoralizing uh, 22-8 loss to previously winless Smith last Friday. Uh, the Hornets showed signs of life in a one-point loss to Moorhead in their opener and a seven-point loss to a good Northwest Guilford team, but they took a big step backward last Friday night. Uh, they're averaging 33, uh, 333 yards per game, uh, but they've been done in by seven turnovers, including six interceptions. If they're going to uh, challenge Southwest on Friday night, they're going to have to cut down the mistakes a lot like Page. And last game we want to mention is number six, East Forsyth at Reagan. Uh, East Forsyth is coming off of a tough 46-36 loss to their rival, West Forsyth, in which the Eagles were plagued by penalties and turnovers. Uh, Coach Todd Willard's team will have to bounce back quickly against a 3-0 Reagan squad that would like nothing better than to send East Forsyth into a tailspin. The Raiders are averaging 43 points per game, but East Forsyth is a big step up in competition for the visitors from Pafftown. Eagles quarterback Carson Sharp and uh, his outstanding sophomore running back Christian Beale are going to be eager to get back on track before they head into conference play. That's it this week for the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. Please join J.P. Mundy and I next week at news-record.com. Thank you.